and from the gift by Hafiz. It's called Many Lives Ago. Your tastes have become refined. It used to be if someone stole all your coins or locked your sexual pleasures in a room you could not reach, this world would have no meaning and a thirst for hemlock brew might arise. But that was many lives ago. Now look at yourself. You were often still a mess, though these days at times you weep because you miss him. That's what I'd call a negative motivator. <laughs> it's often the most powerful motivation, though. If it works, it works. That's right. Weeping or hemlock? Hmm. <laughs> Something will clean up the mess, one way or another. So, I want to share a little bit, I guess, on more of a practical level today. Um, I know we said over and over about this inner journey, this pathway of spirit, and we'll keep saying that over and over. But there's also this active part physically of the doing and participating. And I know that's often where a lot of question resides within people around, well, how do I live spirit physically? How do I do my life physically? How do I handle things in the world so that I can complete my karmas and liberate myself to really release, let go, and be free of the world and the attachments here so I can really live more spiritually or more awake and aware in the greater knowing of who I am as that divine, living, loving essence of the Lord. And so sometimes it may help to talk about these things or give an idea of how to really move forward into the world. And whenever Jim and I share in that way, we always, as we always say, like to keep it simple. To break it down into simple steps, simple actions, simple awarenesses. And ultimately, always realizing, even when we share about practical things, even having to do with this realm of mind, emotion, and body, that ultimately... It's really just an expression or movement of loving in that really in and through it all, it's always God in expression. So that's always first and foremost where the focus is and the reason behind everything in which we do and live and experience. So even in taking practical steps, it's important to keep in mind the why or the reason behind and what we're doing. And ultimately to realize, too, that no matter what we do physically, it's not going to awaken us to spirit. No matter how much we do in the world, it's not going to free us of the world. It's what we do or how much we do in spirit that is going to free us from the world. Because we get what you focus on. So when we move in practical steps in the world, we want to do it in such a way that our focus is always on loving. And if it's not on loving, then maybe on acceptance or forgiveness so that everything we do really is an action or an expression of loving. And as we approach our lives in this way, 
we really begin to take on that greater awareness of the divine in its expression through all of life or creation. So just be aware of that. So one of the ways I like to look at, and what I want to share is not really just a physical thing, but it's a practical thing that applies to anything. And it's three simple steps. I've often called it awareness, acceptance, and action. Let me just go ahead and write those up here on the board. So we have awareness, acceptance, and action. Three simple things that I have found to be basic things in life overall. Because the first thing is just becoming aware or awake. So that's another word we could use besides awareness is awake. Becoming awake to or aware of what's going on. And there's so much going on even just in this physical world. But we may not be aware of it. But there are times in our lives that something comes to our attention where we become aware of it. So is that making sense? Let me break it down even to a little physical example. So us, the soul, each of us here physically in this room are in a body. And in this body, there are certain physical experiences that come with the body. We may be experiencing life in and through this physical body, but we may not be aware necessarily of all the things taking place in or with the body. Think about it. We often take physical life for granted. We're just busy using the body, doing things out here in the world. But what happens when all of a sudden something goes wrong with the body? We call it an injury, a disease, an illness, something that hinders the body from operating at that optimum function where we're just so busy doing and not thinking about the body. So what does it do when we have an injury or an, injury or an illness of some kind? Doesn't it bring our awareness all of a sudden to something going on with the body? So there's awareness, the first step. Okay, so I'm aware. It's like, oh my God, I broke a bone. So the pain brings my awareness there. I'm holding my arm here as an example because I actually did break this arm actually back in sixth grade, fifth grade. So there's the awareness. But then what? Okay, yeah, ow, it hurts. But then there's this part where I call it acceptance. Well, it's now that it's been brought to our awareness, there's an acceptance or I also like to say an assimilation or taking in or an integration of what has happened now. So there's that part of taking in. Another example, think of the three steps of even uh, eating. There's the ingestion, the assimilation, and then the elimination. So there's awareness or ingestion assimilation, or in this case, I say acceptance. So I'm giving a lot of different words for the same thing, hopefully so that you'll understand what I'm saying and where it can 
be looked at in many different ways. So we become, we take the awareness now and begin to assimilate or integrate what's taking place now. And in that taking place, in a sense, we become educated. So assimilation, another word, education. So not only are we aware, now we're becoming more informed, or you could say taking awareness to a whole other level of the integration and all the responses now, now the example, the broken arm, and now feeding into the body. So there's this assimilation or integration process. And in that, then it's like, okay, now what's the next step? Action. What are we going to do with that? And that's part of the education. There's an evaluation that goes on once we assimilate what has taken place. And then there's a choice-making process of now what am I going to do with that? What is the action I'm going to take? case of a broken arm, an action might be, well, maybe I'll go see a doctor. Maybe I'll go to ER. Maybe I'll get a cast on it. Maybe I'll get painkillers. Maybe I'll do this or that. But even before taking action, sometimes when there's not the inner awareness of the steps, there's an educational process of learning what's taking place and what we can do about it. So we even have to begin to discover what are the action steps we can take to now handle that which we become aware of. And then once we feel or think or something inside of ourselves, there'll come the knowing that will come to the point where it's like, okay, now we need to take action on that. So the education part of the assimilation part, there's a process or a preparation that takes place to also look at the choices of what do we want to do with this now. But then there's the application process where now we take action and go do And this is true in life. Think about it. Even the spiritual pathway. You're busy doing your life. Just doing whatever it is. Eating, sleeping, food, family, work, everything in life. And all of a sudden one day you have this awareness about something beyond the physical, something we call spiritual. All of a sudden you have this awareness and you go, oh my God, what's that? And then some part becomes interested or curious. So what do you do? You go seek out. You begin to ask. You educate yourself. So there's the assimilation, the education now, where you're taking in and integrating. And then once you get to a point where now you've integrated or taken in or educated yourself, then there comes a point where, now what do you want to do with this? How do you want to apply this? What is it you're even looking for in all this? but then the doing of it to now move into the next step, which is, of course, why do you even take the action? So the follow-through. So these are basic concepts, what I'm saying. But you can apply this to spirit. You can apply this to any area of your life. That's why I even brought up the eating thing. Just those simple actions there. We move along this way. It's how we experience life. We become aware, we integrate, we do. We become aware, we integrate, we do. 
we have awareness, we have acceptance, and we have action. So three simple steps. Remember one job I had, they often call it what, why, and how. You answer those three questions, and that's how you get your, in a sense, feet set upon the path to do what you want done, whatever your goal is. What, why, and how. What is it? Awareness. Why? Education. How? Application. And then the follow-through or the doing. So at times it can help to look at life in practical ways, such as these three simple steps. And the reason I say that is because often when there's so many variables, so many details that complicate life, mentally, emotionally, physically, that we can often become diffracted and scattered and disperse our energy and spread it thin out through so many things and create all this confusion within ourselves and then we become stagnant. Gee, maybe that's really what procrastination is. Is it that we're just lazy or is it really something else? We become stagnant and we don't know what to do or what action to take because we're too confused because of all the details. So break things down to simple, conceivable, practical steps. Even if you've got a complicated life and so many things going on, things can be broken, things can be broken down in these simple ways. Look at even, we talk about this pathway as a threefold path. Meditation, self-study, service. Oh my God, meditation, awareness. Self-study, ooh, acceptance, integration, education. I'm learning about myself. Service, oh, doing, action. Isn't that interesting? Oh my God, loving, acceptance, forgiveness. Oh my God, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Isn't it funny? Oh, it always comes in threes, right? Oh my God, me, myself, and I. Oh my God, God, self, others. So many times it shows up. Simple, simple, simple. So look at the simplicity, the practicality, whether it's a physical thing you're looking at, a mental or emotional thing, or a spiritual. Break things down, keep them simple and take the steps. If you find yourself stagnant, not able or willing to move forward, maybe it's because there's a step you're trying to skip. And it's in taking that step that'll open the doors and bring the energy forward now to follow through and do what you need to do to have the experience, to complete the learning, to complete the lesson, finish the karma. I like it. Ingest, assimilate, eliminate. 
Forgiveness, what is that? Isn't that the elimination? Oh, I forgive this. I'm taking action, I'm letting go, I'm completing, I'm freeing myself now of this. Right? No wonder we call karma crap, right? Yeah. It's the way life works. There's a natural unfolding principle, a process by which things work. And it can help to look at that, to realize that. So take the simple practical steps, even on the spiritual pathway. And as you do, it begins to answer the wonder, the why. The only way I know to really even answer the mind and all of its questions is to walk through these steps to have the experience. And then that gives the mind the answer, the experience itself. Not the thinking about it. You ever do that? Oh my God, what food should I eat? Geez, just for dinner, what should we make tonight? This process we go through. And eventually you go, oh, I don't care. You just eat whatever... And all of a sudden, there's the answer. Oh, okay. I guess I didn't know that's what I wanted, but that's what I ate. Sometimes it's the awareness. Well, what's right in front of me? What's in the refrigerator? What's in the takeout menu? So we look somewhere to become aware of what the choices are. It's the same thing in spirit. We look somewhere to see what the choices are. And then we take action. I bet everybody here has probably looked at a lot of different spiritual pathways or teachings or trainings. You've probably tried many different things. That's the experience. That's how you find out what you like, what you don't like. Just like the meals. Well, I like this food. I don't like that food. Well, how do you know? Because I tried it. You try it out. And your experience, by taking the action, will let you know what settles in your tummy, what works for you, what you like, what you don't like. Is this making sense? So I'm even talking about practical, simple things even in your physical life. If you're not sure what to do, go do it all. Go eat at the buffet of the world and get a taste. So many of us are scared to take a taste because we feel or think or believe or somehow we pretend to know it's going to kill us. It's going to harm us. It's going to cause more karma. It's going to do whatever. And I won't like that. Well, yes, that's true of some things. That's true of some things. But yet there's this part of us that until we take action and have experience, always wonders, is curious, what about that? What about this? 
And when that remains out there, that little hook that doesn't seem to go away, that's the indicator that something is incomplete for us to taste, to try out, to have experience, to see if that works or not for us. But we're too scared, we're too whatever. So we say, okay, we pray and meditate on it. I give it up to you, God. What's the answer? Should I or shouldn't I? Yes or no or maybe? Is it time now? Maybe not now, maybe later? When? How should I do this? Why should I do it? Why is it bugging me? Why do I keep going through this? What's going on? Tell me, tell me. Don't we go through all these things? Why did God say to Adam and Eve, don't eat off of that tree? Awareness. Awareness. Oh, there's an evil, the apple of evil, good and evil, the tree of knowledge. Well, if God didn't want us to do that, then why the heck did he even bring it to our awareness, right? Or was it one of those reverse psychology things? We know how that works. Don't do that, so we go do it. That's often the journey, though. Even those of us who have that love and devotion and have been really doing the meditation and waking up, if there's still something incomplete, some apple for us to taste, it's a lot of different apples, right? But sometimes all we need to do isn't it interesting? It was only one bite they took. They didn't eat the whole apple, did they? I never heard that part. I just heard they took a bite. So maybe you don't have to eat the whole apple. Maybe all we have to do is take a little bite and get a taste. And then if we like it, we can eat the rest of the apple. Seems kind of silly, doesn't it? But it's often how life works. I found often it's better to go take a bite, take a taste, have the experience and find out than it is to resist, avoid, a fear, deny, and all those things we do. Because it's that avoidance, the resistance, the denial that creates the struggle, the confusion, and the fear inside of ourselves. And on this journey of life, I'm not just saying this pathway of sun and light, a journey of life itself is often one of confronting the fears because the fears are a power or a darkness over us that keep us held in bondage. Held in that place of darkness from which we are not able to awaken to that greater light and its fullness. So we need to take action to remove the darkness or simply to wake up to the light. That's how we overcome the fear. Haven't you ever noticed when there's something you're scared to do but you know you need to do it and all the turmoil, the anxiety, the stress you go through coming to the point of doing it and then when you do it and it's done, there's this big relief and then all of a sudden you go, gosh, that's a lot easier just doing it than it was everything I building up to it. That was the hard part, was the building up to it. Then when I actually did it or took the action, it was like, wow, that wasn't so bad. That was actually easy. Because we finally, in taking action, broke that energy of fear that was holding us 
in that state of bondage or resistance or avoidance or denial. So on another little example, I know most of us at one time or another, if not all the time, find it challenging to do not only two and a half hours of meditation, but maybe even meditation every day, even if it's just 15 minutes. And we go, what is that? Why, why do I do that? Why do I resist doing it? And especially when things seem to be more stressful in life, when we know we should be doing it and it'd probably be the best thing to do to help us get through it, is when we tend to meditate less because we're dealing with all the stress and anxiety. And because of that, it gets in the way of holding our focus and doing the meditation. And we find it hard to get beyond all of that, to get into that movement of loving. That's what all these things of the world do. They are the things that keep us in the darkness or block that greater awakening. And they're always going to be there as long as we're in this physical body or in the astral body or the causal body or the mental body or the etheric body. It's not until we are really in the soul and above without all the below that we live the freedom and the liberation fully. But until then, we've got all these things to awaken beyond, to overcome. You don't go under or around these things. You go through them. You go through them. And loving is the action that brings us through all the fears, the challenges, the stressors. Because it's the loving that is the freedom that brings the freedom through it all. The truth shall set you free. So the truth. Well, what's the truth? Is it just somebody telling the truth? Well, yeah, in a physical expression, but what is it when somebody tells the truth? Truth itself, the inherent nature is freedom. And that's what spirit is, is freedom. That loving is freedom. That loving is neutral. That loving is truth. And not just in telling the truth does it set you free, but in living the truth. So it's not just the truth as in words, but the truth is in spirit in which those words come from that set you free. So we've got to get in touch or become aware with what the truth is. And so there's a journey of discovery of how to even do that and then a doing of it. And there's always a greater truth to awaken to. Oh, the truth shall set you free. But yet there's always a greater awakening to yet a greater truth. What are you telling me? Is there a lot of different truths out there? Or is there just one truth and we're simply awakening up to different levels of that truth? Well, this is my truth and not necessarily your truth. What do you mean by that? That there's just the truth? 
Because each of us, in our own experience of awakening to the truth, in our own little awakenings to just a part of that truth, experience the freedom. So it looks a little different than one another. But don't you find it interesting that each of us in our own different experiences of this truth, that in the sharing of that truth, we all get the benefit and actually feel the freedom when somebody shares that experience of their truth, that even if it's different from ours, that we actually still experience the freedom they're sharing in that, even if it's different from our own experience? I know I'm talking in kind of intangible ways, but I hope that makes sense if you look at this. So we're awakening to the truth little by little. So our truth will keep changing or expanding as we awaken more and more. But as long as we keep looking to that and living that and expressing that, that's how we do our part of taking action to make the way clear to set ourselves free. It's funny, I know I talked about practical things, like even dealing with the physical level, but yet I'm not even talking about the physical. It's more principles. And when we learn those, how, yeah, it supports us in our spiritual life, but as we live that spiritually, hopefully you can begin to see how to live it even into the physical. Because in truth, that's the only way we're going to really know what is right for us in the world. And until then, we're going to keep searching and trying all these different things until we find that inner truth for ourselves. And then whatever we're doing physically will seem like, oh my God, this is my thing. Now I know what I'm going to do when I grow up. And then all of a sudden, we find it. We're doing what we're doing physically. We think it's what we're doing physically that helped line us up with that inner truth, and we're living it, and then all of a sudden the physical thing changes and we go, oh my God, what happened? And I'm not living my truth anymore? Am I off course? Maybe you've awakened to another level, expanded into your truth in a greater way, and so now the physical circumstances change to line up with that greater expansion inside. But until we're willing to look inside, we always will base it on the physical. And so we're always in that struggle. This is right, that's wrong. I was doing the right thing, now I'm doing the wrong thing. And then after a while of doing the wrong thing, we say, oh my God, maybe this is the right thing. And then we wonder why we're crazy. Or we think we are. I like to say when you do the spiritual pathway and really wake up to the greater truth of who you are, you discover you're living insane. The sanity. You'll find your sanity in spirit and then you live in it. That's my personal joke. Are you insane? Oh yeah. I live in my sanity all the time. And once in a while I go crazy when I'm out of it. 
But once you learn where that truth is, where your sanity is, you know that when you're not in that, you know it's just a matter of getting back to it. And eventually you will. You'll do what's necessary. That's the wonderful thing. The soul knows, and in this physical consciousness, we're simply waking up to that knowing. Where do we even think all of our curiosities, wonders, interests come from? Because that greater part, the truth of who we are, knows the journey and knows the experiences we're to have along that journey so that we come to the greater fulfillment by having walked that journey. First by awareness, then assimilation or acceptance, and then action or elimination. Because it is through the action we have the experience, and it's through the experience it's done. Oh, forgiveness, that's the elimination. Forgiveness, I did it so it's done. Now I'm free of it by doing it. The practical level of how this all works. So remember in forgiveness that if you're doing the inner work of LAF, loving, accepting, and forgiving, but yet something just won't seem to let go or complete in your life that you're trying to get rid of, you know, because you don't like it, that sometimes maybe there's something more to do. So there's another level of awareness to come in yet, another another level of education or assimilation, and then another level of action to take. So you complete it. And if it's a physical karma, there's a physical action. And if it doesn't clear inside of you and you find your inner freedom, then look to what physical action steps you can take so you have the physical experience to bring it to completion. It's my favorite story. For all these years, I turned to Jim. Say, tell me about this, tell me about that spiritually. And he would always say to me, well, what physical actions are you taking in your life to do physically? Because that was the area in which I was avoiding and not doing. So then when I allowed myself to now look at the physical level of doing, then all of a sudden, the awareness started showing up of what I could do, and then through the evaluating process, I decided what I wanted to, and then I took action on it. So we got to even bring ourselves to that place of being willing to become aware of what to do. So another question you can ask yourself if you're confronting challenge. Are you even willing to become aware of what it is you could be doing to get the greater fulfillment that you're seeking? Are you even willing to be aware? Because oftentimes we're not willing because it's something we don't want to do.